0: Hi, I'm Adam Wolf, the creator of Loose Leaf, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast.
1: The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for
2: your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. This is the App Guy Podcast. And before we start today's episode, I have to say that the quality of the recording was fairly poor the first 13 minutes. If you go to minute 13 the quality really increases and that's because we switched to an old-fashioned telephone and it seemed to be a lot better. So if you can try and make it through the uh, first 13 minutes it it is highly worth it. Uh, It's great content just to expect that the quality does actually increase in the second half of this episode. So let's get into it. Thanks a lot. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp, and I do this show so that you can get the benefit of listening to other uh, entrepreneurs, apppreneurs, people that are just really doing wonderful things around the world. And today uh, it's the uh, ter- turn of uh, the US again, and we're we're back in San Francisco. Where we've got a great entrepreneur. Uh, who's going to join us today? His name is Steve Benson, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Badger Maps. And what they do is they help uh, salespeople by providing a really cool tool and uh, to to really use the GPS on the on the phones and that. So uh, I wanted to welcome you, Steve, to the App Guy Podcast. Hi, Paul.
0: Thanks a lot for having me.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining us today. And so, I, I guess it would be nice to learn a little bit about yourself as a, an entrepreneur and. Uh, perhaps you can give us a a bit of background on uh, you know you and uh, how how you ended up uh, running your own company
0: Uh, sure so um, well I guess uh, I I never actually started out to uh, trying to to be uh, to run a run a company uh, of my own or be an entrepreneur Um, actually most of my career I've I've been with larger companies I uh, after after business school I went to IBM and um, I, and I was there for for a little while. Then I went to Autonomy, a software company. Um, they got bought by HP a couple of years ago. Um, and then uh, after Autonomy, I was at Google for, for like four years. And you know, I kind of came across this uh, a need here for uh, for what Badger does. And um, and so it, it, it I. I I saw the opportunity, and and that's how I ended up uh, ended up an entrepreneur. I guess. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> it,
2: you know, it's like your, your uh, episode uh, two hundred and thirty six, and it's like most of the entrepreneurs on the show, they don't expect to fall into it. It's it's kind of, you know, the path is uh, is different every single time, and and that's what we try to reinforce to the listeners is that there's no <laughs> common path that you take. Uh, but I yeah. guess at some point, you had the idea for. Badger Maps, maybe it's worthwhile just learning what it is you, you do uh, to to help uh, the sales teams that you you claim that you're helping with this Badger Maps.
0: Sure. Um, so, really, the, the group of people that we that we help <laughs> is uh, is outside salespeople. So, people that um, meet with customers face to face in the field. A part of that is is helping to decide. Um, who you're going to go meet with face to face, and then figuring out in what order are you going to meet them, when are you going to meet them, um, so that the people that use this a lot are people like men, in the med device industry, um, people that sell sell things to dentists, people that sell tires to tire stores, um, you know, wine to restaurants, uh, all, all these kinds of uh, you know true traveling salesman type jobs where you're you're not just selling something over the phone, but you're going to meet with someone. What what we do for those people is um, we give them this this tool. It's a it's an app that runs on the iPhone or the iPad or um, on their PC or Mac or or on their Android. And and what it basically does is give them gives them the ability to uh, put all their point all their customers and prospects on the, on a map and visualize them, kind of like you you know would visualize all the restaurants in an area in, in, if you were looking at Yelp or something. Um, so you can once you can see your customers, then you can start filtering them by things like, um, you know, who's sell who's buying the most from me, who's this type of customer versus that type of customer, and then that that enables you to make decisions around who should I focus on, who should I, you know, in the next week, who are the who are the twenty or the, the forty people that I'm going to actually go and meet with and, and see face to face and have sales calls with. Uh, then once once it helps you decide that, then you can build out your, you, you you can build out your your actual routes and say, okay, on Thursday I'm going to see these ten people and I'm, I'm, this is we help them decide the order and this is the, the schedule and these are set meetings. These are these I can drop in any time, for example. But these are these I have to be there at eleven and I have to be here at two. So given the constraints, what's the best way to do this? And we help them organize their lives so that they. They end up driving a lot less and, and selling a bunch more, and that's kind of the, the overall value.
2: So, the, first of all, the most inspirational thing is you're selling something to salespeople, which are actually notoriously the hardest people to uh, sell to. And uh, Yeah. But but what you're doing is you're you're offering something that's so disruptive and so helpful uh, to the marketplace. You know, I'd love Steve to just try and understand uh like where you're working. Uh, you know, I'm guessing that you're working from an office there in San Francisco. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. just to try and picture it because there's so many like people listening who, who would love to work for a startup or a, like an up and coming company. Perhaps you could just describe your offices and and your space.
0: Sure. Uh, so basically, uh, we, we we work in a in a it's kind of a large open space. There's there's three startup companies here. Um, one of them actually just had a had a, a nice exit. They they sold to actually an English um, company. They were a uh, uh, sold to a funding circle, um, and uh, then but they're still here doing know other things now. And uh, there's another company, um, Sindio, uh... They they also share the space with us, and they're, uh, uh, they're they're disrupting the the mortgage space and doing some really cool things. And and basically, like each, I mean. I used to describe this space. Uh, each kind of organization has their own little area, and they all, we all sit around open tables. We don't have, like, cubicles or anything. We just kind of have little uh, pods of groups of tables that we, that we sit at, and some people just have a, a desk pushed against the
2: wall. Um, so you're actually got... working alongside these other companies? Yeah, absolutely. And oh that's wow, there really were no walls, no barriers. Just you're no mingling together. What, what's that yeah. like? Because I can imagine that is incredibly useful just to throw ideas yeah. out, especially if it's not competitors. Or, but it must no, be yeah. just wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's not competitive at all. And I, I actually, uh, uh, Endurance, which is the company that, that uh, sold sold that company, um, they, they do they do a lot of investing. And, uh, and kind of incubating, and they've actually invested in us as well. Um, uh, but it's great to just kind of bounce ideas around. Like you know, like they'll have a designer, and our designer can go and talk to them about a problem they're having. And, and uh, none of the companies are competitive or even in the same space at all. Um, and, and you know, you can talk about oh, like like an investor will come in to meet with one of us and. Uh, you know, then they'll want to meet the other guys who are just kind of around, like, oh, yeah, I'd like to meet that guy, you know, just because they want to, like, get a, get a five-minute five minute chit-chat about what you're up to. So you, it really does kind uh, of help in a lot of strange ways, introductions and, and uh, you know, best practices. So, hey, how are you doing this? And uh, what do you use to do this? it does
2: sound great and i'm glad you know first of all we we feel like we're part of you there because it sounds really vibrant we can hear the people in the background and it just sounds so good and <laughs> uh, and in a way you know this is what uh the listeners to this show uh want that you know no one seems to want to work in a corporate anymore in that kind of mentality of going to the cubicles and being very separate you know you want a vibrant space full of uh, other companies and, and it sounds like you've described that you know so so well, and, and it's very inspirational to anyone thinking about joining a startup. Yeah. or So so you went through an incubator, is that right? Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I I did. Badger has done two incubators. We kind of did them uh, did them one after another. We we did the Alchemist Accelerator, which um, is, that's a that's an incubator focused on SaaS businesses. So companies that make their Make their money selling B2B, basically. Um, uh, that are you know, and, and so B2B enterprise uh, SaaS companies is their focus, and that was a really great experience. Um, I uh, think it, it was a great. It, one of the reasons it was so great was because it was just all you know. Other enterprise software companies are dealing with even even if they're in very different spaces, they're often dealing with very similar. It's a very similar things. So I guess it's not even all SaaS businesses. There's people that sell to a lot of them were, and it was all people that sell to someone. So they they have a lot of the same pain points. And how can we get our solution in front of our first ten customers? And how do we how do we think about that? How do we get their attention? How do we how do we get investors before we have before these invest before the investors will can really be comfortable knowing that this company has revenue, for example, you know, they are, are before, before people know people, companies will actually buy this and trust these people with this type of data, et cetera, et cetera. How do we invest in that? How do we think about valuing that? And I have so, to, so I,
2: having I have to say that, you know, I remember, um, a few years ago, cause I've done, I do a lot of work from home and, uh, I've got an office in my garden and stuff like that. And, and there was this really interesting, uh, package that I could buy, which w- would, uh, uh, I could play uh, on my uh, iPod at the time, uh, and it was uh, the noise of a very vibrant uh, office space. And I'm
0: thinking,
2: play, you're not playing one of those. You that. definitely are in an office, aren't you? You're not playing one of those uh, fake audios. Uh, of, uh... No, no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's
0: pretty quiet where I'm sitting right now because everyone, everyone's, well, almost everyone's out to
2: lunch, just a couple guys across the way there. With, uh,
0: the mic's probably picking them up. Right, Um there's just a couple guys in the team. Uh,
2: looks like so, you know, so um, yeah, this I mean, so the incubator is a really interesting part of the story because, uh, again, a lot of listeners would love uh, to work for an incubator or take their company to uh, an incubator. Uh, and yeah. From what you describe, it, it helps you focus and uh, focus on the, the customers, the end users. And and uh, then really, I guess they do a lot of training and, and in- introductions for you to um, people that can help move your business forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, 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 in, and I guess this goes to bo- both the incubators that we were in. They had fantastic contacts and uh, people to introduce us to. There are investors kind of floating around them. Um, the the most valuable part, I think, was was the the curriculum that they put together. So they kind of put you know fifteen um, people that are running similar businesses in a room, and you kind of talk through different problems you're having. They'll bring in specialists on different aspects of it, like. Someone who's you know renowned for you know PR, and they'll have them get, speak to the group and kind of have a discussion with the group. And it's a small group setting, so it's very conversational. Uh, and every, every, people kind of bring up what their problems are, what they're working through right now, and uh, you know, people help each other out. Um, It's actually it's how I got introduced to you is through um, you know another person that you interviewed that was also in this my same
2: yeah yeah I remember remember him Shriram his name is and uh, he was the founder of Shopping Pal but he was uh, working I believe in uh, or certainly in part of the incubators uh, that were going on at the time so uh, and and you've clearly stayed in touch even though he he went back Mm -hmm. to India so uh, yeah very powerful for networking. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that one—that was the Alchemist Incubator. The other one that we did was uh, the Stardex Accelerator. So that's Stanford's um, accelerator, and that was also a fantastic experience. Very different than than the Alchemist Accelerator because um, the Alchemist—it was everyone that has the same type of business. Stardex is Stardex. The common thread is they're all Stanford com- like companies that were started by Stanford Stanford people. Um, yeah. The uh, and 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 therefore their their stress the stress and focuses of the, of the different incubators were different, but um, the the uh, the they were both super valuable experiences. And, and and actually, I I when we were first looking at doing it, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be that interesting. You know, I'll I'll you know we'll, we'll do it, I guess. But it was really one of the other co-founders that was pounding the table that we should you know take the time to do it, and. Uh, and they were absolutely right and i was absolutely wrong it, it was a fantastic experience. both of them were just fantastic experiences and I, I would definitely do it again
2: so so this is the midway point of the the chat and we uh, had some technical challenges but we've we're back again we're using that old-fashioned thing that you may have heard of called a landline so uh we've still got steve on the phone and uh, uh really steve what well, we wanted to know was that it, it's a real challenge, uh, I guess, living in, in such an expensive area. The Bay is notoriously uh, high rents. Uh, what, what's it like? Have you got any advice for startups, uh, people working in startups, you know, living in that area?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, and, and, uh, I mean, I, I think that there are a lot of advantages to, to starting a business here in the Bay Area. There are definitely a lot of disadvantages as well. Um, you know, so it's kind of a a decision that you have to figure out the, uh, the, the, you know, rent is high here. Things are expensive, both from a personal perspective and from the business perspective. Um, and those, those are the, the challenges, the, uh, the, the upside is that this place is really structured well for starting businesses. This is why so many businesses have started here. From a legal perspective, it's structured well. From a, the financing here, the people that know how to start businesses are often here. The people that are willing to work for a startup as, a, as an engineer are often here. Um, and, and the way I kind of look at it is that, it, it, like Uber, for example, it's a two-sided marketplace business. That's why it's such a good business, because it's naturally a monopoly. Only, there can only be one. Um, you know, if the, if the, if the drivers are, it, it has the drivers on it. The application that has the drivers on it. Is going to the the people that want to have a driver are going to be attracted to it, and vice versa. That we're all the we all the customers are at the drivers. you going to want to want to have So it's hard be, for there to be. If you were a new market space, you know, the new ride-sharing platform would be extremely difficult to get the, both the drivers and the riders at the same time. 2 a marketplace. It's natural, naturally difficult. The Bay Area is kind of like. A five-sided marketplace between the money being here, the people that you know are have started businesses in the past and can tell you how to do it now are often here. The uh, there's a lot or there's a lot of them here anyway. Um, the engineers that that want to that want to work for a startup and just you know it's kind of like L.A. with with actors. You know, a lot of actors have moved to L.A. because they're into acting and they're into that scene. Whereas the Bay Area, a lot of people are interested in you know starting companies and there's a lot of people like that, uh, around. And so it, it kind of builds a, a community, uh, a marketplace almost for these, for these businesses to, to flourish. Not to mention the, the laws that are, that, that are in California are very friendly to starting businesses. Um, so uh yeah i guess that's uh, that's kind of the thoughts
2: so what i'm uh, learning from you there is that if i uh, if you can get through the first initial stages of uh starting a company and uh being able to pay your own way for a while with from savings or whatever then it, it's worthwhile because ultimately that's going to lead to more s- uh, potential for success uh, because of literally the community around you so uh, yeah there,
1: there's definitely some advantages here and, and but like i said there's disadvantages too
2: Yeah. Well, there's two things we need to do to say uh, before we say goodbye. And one is that we love uh, learning about new ideas, potential new ideas. And there's two ways of doing this. Either we, if you could share with us an an idea for an app that you may have had that you're perhaps uh, not going to work on. (laughs) Or if you don't, if you don't have an idea, then we have another way of fleshing out a potential idea from you. But do you have an idea for an app that you've been thinking about?
1: um an idea for an app that i've been thinking about um not off the top of my head. No, I, I, I'm I'm pretty deep into this one. Into this I try <laughs> yeah. not to have any. But one, one of the co-founders, uh, I'm always coming up with harebrained ideas. He's always like, stop thinking about new things. Focus on the one we already have. That's what I try to do. Well, that, that, that is <laughs> good.
2: To, that's good advice in its own right, you know, the fo- focus. Because so many uh, uh, people that fail are too too busy off on different tangents and, and not really focusing.
1: Yeah, uh, Actually, I do have an idea for for uh, for an app, or it might just be a feature. I'm not sure, but a lot of a lot of software comes comes from that. Um, and I, I, this is a, this is something that I've, I, I'm not going to do it all, but uh, you know, I, I so so um, what I, I guess kind of like a it's almost like an add-on to either a credit card dump of data or from Stripe a dump of data, but uh, but taking that information and making it useful to, to mining it for customer information to figure out, you know, you could take people's all this credit card information for a company and you could put it into, you could make a bunch of, you know, nice charts that, that in, you know, analysis automatically around things like churn and, um, you know, upsells and, uh, who, who like well, who's, who's got negative churn of your customers and who's got the same, who's. Flat. I was basically taking all this customer data that's out of something like Stripe, or it could be, you know, whatever what, whatever system you're using to to capture information. But then actually making that and taking that data and making it into something useful. Because I was just I was just analyzing this stuff the other day, and I'm doing it with you know in a spreadsheet that I've that I've uh, that I've got this just a, a raw data dump out of Stripe of all. All my customers, all their names, what they've paid me, you know, what they're paying on a month-to-month basis, and so. But it's it's sort of thing that like it's the same for my business and a ton of other businesses that have that that are using this thing. And maybe it's just a feature of Stripe, but maybe that's actually a company giving, you know, giving you analysis and financial insight into what's going on in your business based on based on the 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 credit card uh, flows of, of cash, basically.
2: I think that's a brilliant idea because we look at a lot of the apps that we use. I'm thinking almost of MailChimp and uh, some all for social media. And they have some beautiful graphs uh, using the big data that they collect from your accounts. Mm -hmm. And then they present it in such a great way. And it almost makes it quite old fashioned to be looking at data on a spreadsheet because uh, of the way these guys present the data. So the idea is taking your own data from something like stripe and and being able to manipulate it and present it in a lot more meaningful way than uh, currently Uh, the other thing is that this is the app guy podcast we love learning about new apps and talking about apps and i wondered if you had one or two apps on your phone that you could recommend that help you get through the day either in your business or personal life Uh, Do you have a couple of apps that you think we may not have heard about
1: that you may not have heard about. Wow. Um
2: that's a bit of a challenge. I, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the app guys probably heard about most of them. I mean, the, mo- the most common things that I use are uh, are Lyft, Uber. Um, I, I use Get Around when it, uh, to to rent vehicles. That's a pretty useful one, at least in San Francisco. Now you know you can get a car off the street and drive it around. Or like I, I rented a truck the other day to move, move something. For literally, it was like twelve bucks to to borrow to rent this rent a truck that was parked two blocks from my house, and I drove around, got something and drove it back and gave it back twelve blocks it was get around it's fantastic so that, that's why I don't know if it's if you're using um I use hotel tonight when I travel, Google Maps is probably the thing that I use more than anything. I use Pandora all the time
2: actually there's gonna big um, to get a big list of apps because i, I remember uh, listening to uh, someone speak about Uber. Uh, way before it came uh, overseas and in fact i had to wait two years before it came (laughs) to london and then another year before i could use the service so i was desperately wanting to you know find out about uber so you guys obviously are at the cutting edge and you have all these really amazing apps and so uh, yeah i mean uh, what's what's common for you is perhaps a little bit different to what we get globally
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of these marketplace businesses, they, they, they start here. Right. So they, we, we, it becomes a full marketplace here before it goes anywhere else. It's actually annoying when you travel other places and you're like, wait, what do you mean? I can't just do this like this. And like, no, it just doesn't exist here yet. And you're like, wow, it's like going back in time for years. <laughs> I, was in, <laughs> I, I was visiting my parents in Chicago and I was like, Oh, you can't, you can't just do this in Chicago. That, that's, that's, that's weird. What do you do? Like drive there with a car and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it, it is it is a different. Way. You do live in a bit of a bubble in uh, San Francisco, cause, and, and it's just you, you. It's amazing how fast something can change your life. You know, like it can like something like Uber or Lyft Line. I mean, with Lyft Line or Uber Pool. I don't know if you you guys. I don't have this over there yet, but you know, you, you're sharing the lift with people, and it just makes it five dollars to get it get anywhere anywhere you want to go in the city. It's just five dollars. So why like, i'm probably just going to get rid of one get rid of my car because you know if i wanted if i wanted a car i would just use a get around i could just get a get around car and uh the rest of the time i'm just taking lifts and ubers around so
2: well it's, steve it's
1: cheaper and better
2: you're speaking to the uh, converted here because i lived in london for 10 years and uh, mostly without a car but the i this was before iphones took off and i had to rent a car and have uh, at least a two-hour journey to the to the rental office and then waiting and then queuing and then waiting for the, uh, you know, the keys and the paperwork. And it was expensive. It's just a hassle. Uh, but uh, nowadays, as you say, all these wonderful services, it just spoils you in a way. And so, uh, well, we'll look forward to having a get around here in the next two years. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, steve, this has been so inspirational. Thanks very much for bearing with us with the technology, and uh, thanks for coming on the App Guy podcast. How best can we reach out and connect with you or your company?
1: I, I'm easy to find if you just Google Steve Benson Badger. I, you know, I'll pop up obviously. Uh, the uh, you know, I, I, you can email me. I'm at uh, steve at badgermapping.com.
2: Great. And uh, we'll put links to the things that you've mentioned on uh, my uh, website, it's theappguy.co, uh, episode 236, where you can uh, get links to the things we've mentioned, plus uh, how to connect with Steve. I have to say thanks very much for coming on the show, Steve. It's been a real pleasure and all the best with Badger Maps and uh, that awesome lifestyle that you're living in San Francisco.
1: Thanks. Uh, it's it's great, to, great to catch up here and uh, thanks thanks for having me, Paul.